Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. This is R.C. Blakes and I am so excited about today's conversation and um, welcome, welcome to my channel. If this is your first time tuning in with me, um, I am R.C. Blakes. I'm a pastor, I'm a man, I'm an author, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather. And what I do is I pretty much share my take on life uh, from my perspective. I'm not always right. I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. There are a lot of people who know a lot more than I do, but I, I do share the little bit that I do know and um, a lot of what I think. And so today I'm dealing with, I'm um, talking to the sisters, and we're talking about leveling up, leveling up as a woman. And you know, that just that whole phrase, you know, level up is, you know, it's kind of new to me for my generation, level up that, you know, in that particular context, but the idea is not new to me, you know what I mean? Uh, the idea of, you know, raising your game to the next level um, or maximizing, maxing out your, your full potential, you know, rising to the occasion being the best version of yourself, um, meeting the challenge of doing better tomorrow than you're doing today, and having that internal sense of competition that you're not competing with him or her or them or they, but you're competing with the, the image of the best version of you on the inside, and as a consequence, you level up. When I was a kid, we would go to, you know, back in those days, kids would go to the arcade after school and we would play the games, you know, and uh, we'd, you know, play to see who was on what level and everybody that excelled at the games were on a certain level and would ask the question, what level are you on? I'm on level 10, I'm on level 20, I'm on level 30 and so forth and so on and everybody was striving to what? to level up. Uh, nobody was in there for the most part just seeking to be mediocre or average, but everybody was striving to level up. And so as I think about the whole idea of leveling up and I look at um, you know this generation not only of women but I'm talking to women today but people in general are pretty much satisfied with the status quo. People are really sold on average. There are very few people who are really striving to level up. Now there are a lot of people who want the fruits of next level living. You know what I mean? But there are very few who they want the perks but they don't necessarily want the process. And so today, what I'm hoping to do is to unpack for you uh, 
the process of leveling up as a woman. Because I don't, you know, we can sit here and we can talk all day about how, you know, this happened to you and that happened to you and you're stuck here and you have these problems and you have these bills and this man left you and you have children and you don't have enough money. We can sit and talk all day about that. But the reality is that sitting here whining about your present circumstance is not going to improve or change your condition. At a certain point, you're going to have to engage a process that will pull you out of, <laughs> come on now, that will pull you out of the state you're in and uh, promote you going to the next level in your life as a woman. And I know you're surrounded with all of these negative voices about what, what, what women can't do and a woman is not designed for this and a woman is not designed for that. Well, you know, that depends on where you're getting your information from. If you're listening to the voices and the rhetoric of the world around you that's filled with hatred for women and uh, misogynistic propaganda, you will never have confidence in yourself. You will never believe in yourself. You will never strive to level up. But when you, when you really turn the volume down, the volume of the world, when you turn it down and you turn up, you know, the voice of the creator in your spirit, it is then that you begin to get his perspective on who you are and what's possible for you. And so that's my aim. That's why I, I utilize the Bible. It's because I believe it's the document that um, details the creator's plan and thoughts concerning you as a woman, as a man, as a boy, as a girl. But speaking to this situation, leveling up as a woman, I want you to go to 2 Kings chapter 4, and there's, a, there's an interesting story that I'd like to read for you relative to a woman who started on the bottom, made her way to the top. She could have written a song, started on the bottom, now we're here. She started on the bottom, and when you get through, she's going to be here. She, she's a woman. She's a biblical character. She's a biblical uh, representation of a woman that goes through the necessary process to level up. And if you're sitting there and you're saying, well, RC, I want to level up. I'm tired of being stuck on the bottom. I'm tired of coming from a beggar's position. I'm tired of being tired of being under the circumstances. I'm ready to ride. I'm ready to get on top. I'm ready to be the best version of myself. You need to look at this woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 through 7. It says, now one of the wives of a man of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha for help, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant reverently feared the Lord, but the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves in payment for a loan. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, tell me, uh, what do you have of value in the house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a small jar of olive oil. Then he said, go borrow containers from all your neighbors, empty containers and not just a few. 
Then you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out the oil you have into all these containers. And you shall set aside each one when it is full. So she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They were bringing her the containers as she poured the oil. When the, contain when the containers were all full, she said to her son, bring me another container. And he said to her, there is not a one left. Mm. Then the oil stopped multiplying. Then she came and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons live or can live on the rest. Here's a woman that leveled up. Long story short, she's married. Apparently she's trusting her husband to take care of all of the financial matters which men did in that day and time and culture. He dies seemingly prematurely because he seems to have, you know, young sons. And she discovers that he has debt that has not been paid. The creditors coming to take her boys to make them slaves to pay off the debt that their father left. So now this woman is left in a desperate position and she, does, she no longer has a husband to lean on or depend on. So now she has to think as an individual, she has to think independently and she has to level up. Now, before we get into the, the, the meat of this discussion today, the first thing I want you to look at are the causes and the impact of her condition, which I think um, play into why so many women today are in inferior positions in life and the impact that, you know, the woman's inferior position in life is having. I think we see it all conveyed here in the context of this woman's story. Number one, letter A, she had blind reliance on another. She had blind faith in her husband. And how many women do you know today who are foregoing education, foregoing uh, advancing themselves, foregoing vision, foregoing ambitions, in hopes that they'll get a man that will take care of them. And as I always say, you may very well be blessed to get a man that will take care of you, but who's to say that this man is not going to die prematurely? Who's to say that this man is, is not going to make some questionable choices in life and still put you behind the eight ball? And you've put all of your eggs in that basket and every, you know, the basket that you've put your eggs in is not a basket, it's not even a basket that you control. So I teach women all of the time, you know, before you pursue a relationship necessarily, put yourself in a position where if you have to pull the trigger, if you have to make certain decisions, if you have to get behind the wheel and drive, you're able to do that. It's unwise for a woman to ever put herself in a position where she's exercising blind reliance on another. No matter how noble, you know, righteous, honorable, trustworthy this individual is, you should always be in a position where you are able to fend for yourself. So the first thing we see that put her in this position, that puts many women today in, in, in last place position when you should be first, 
is that you have blindly relied on not even proven people, unproven people. You've spent more time and money on your makeup than you have your mindset or your brains or your capacity. The second thing we see is that, and they kind of go together, she had this blind reliance on her husband who died prematurely and then she discovers that, you know, he kind of missed it on certain points. But the next thing we see is that uh, we see the tragedy of her failure to actualize. Now, not to get ahead of myself, but we see after he dies and the desperation of you know, the people coming and wanting to take her sons and make them slaves brings the best out of her. Now, she always, always had that genius in her. But it took her husband dying and it took the, the creditors to come and say, we're going to make your boys slaves for her to really step up to the plate and strive to actualize. We have a whole lot of genius women that are around here popping gum and putting lip gloss on all day who, who just choose not to actualize because you have not had that rock bottom moment yet. You've not come to that place of desperation. You, 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 you've, been, you've been living under the influence of the, of the lie that somehow you're going to make a living, a life out of just being cute and fine. And so you don't have to actualize because you're 36, 24, 36. And you know, you're just, you know, you're 25 years old. You're 30 years old. You're in the prime of your life. Not understanding that life happens to all of us. But this woman failed to, the, to actualize. We see the tragedy of a woman that does not actualize. And just for those of you, for the sake of those of you who may not know what I mean by actualize, in other words, God gives you an allotment of potential. God puts certain gifts within you. But it is your responsibility to actualize, to actually become what God has invested in you, what God has deposited in you, actually manifest that. We see the tragedy of a woman that fails to actualize. She, she doesn't even think or contemplate actualization until her husband is dead. See, the concept of individuality was foreign to her, especially in her culture and in her time. You know, you just kind of, you know, relied completely on the man, but now the man is gone. And now she has no one to fall back on. She has to actualize. She has to move and think and function like an individual. When I personally believe that that is the creator's plan for all of us, that we become full, well-adjusted, functional individuals, and we maintain that individuality, and we bring two strong, whole individuals together to create a marriage. And then we see not only the causes, but now we see the impact. The impact of her not actualizing, the imp impact of her blind reliance on another was that her children were now in a position where they were getting ready to pay a price. And more times than not, the bad decisions or the indecision of the mother has an impact on the quality of life for the children. Of course, things fathers do or don't do 
quite often has an impact on the children. That can't be denied. But more times than not, it's what you choose to do as a woman with your life that's going to directly on a daily basis impact the quality of life for your children. Now this woman, when her children were threatened, she came alive. And she made a decision. She could have sat there and she could have mourned. She could have grieved. She could have just accepted it and just, you know, whatever. But the interesting thing I love about this text, text is that when she goes to the prophet, he does not offer her a handout. He does not offer her welfare, in other words. But he gives her advice, which says a lot, and we'll, I won't get ahead of myself. But now let's get into the points. How did this woman level up? How can you, from where you are, as a woman, begin to level up? Number one, come to terms with the reality of your situation. Come to terms with the reality of your situation. There are too many of you that are uh, deceiving yourselves and you're not accepting the reality of your situation. You know, some of you are hang, hanging on to, um, you know, I don't know what to call it. You can't call it a relationship. But you're hanging on to this and you're wasting up all of your, your best years with someone that's not truly committed to you and your children. You're just dragging your children along. You're emotionally invested in this person to the point that you have nothing really to give to your own children because you refuse to come to terms with the reality of your situation. You know, you, you've wasted all of your best years popping gum, dresses, skirts too short, having sex with random people and doing all of these foolish things. And now to face the truth is so hurtful that you choose to just live in a fog and pretend, you know, like the ostrich, you stick your head in the sand and you're trying to pretend that, you know, it's something it's not, you know, that, you know, somehow it's going to turn around for you. No, 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 it's not going to turn around. You're going to have to turn around and you can only turn around when you come to terms with the reality of your situation. What's the reality? You're broke. You have a bag full of, you have a, a closet full of bags with no money in, in them. You know, uh, your, cute your, your cute meter is dropping rapidly as the world considers you cute or not. You're getting older, you should be getting wiser. The Bible says, shouldn't wisdom come with years? But with you, you've not really gained any wisdom. And because you're triggered by the thought of having wasted so much time and so much energy on stuff that has been completely futile and unproductive, rather than facing your truth, the truth, the Bible says, shall set you free. Rather than facing your truth, you're still running around here year after year after year after year, ignoring it, hoping that somehow things are going to turn around for you miraculously. God 
steps in miraculously for those who step in for themselves. You have to begin to, you have to come to terms with the reality of your situation. When these creditors came to this woman and said, your husband was in debt when he died, I, I feel sorry for you, but the debt got to be paid. We're going to take your sons and make them slaves. She what came to terms with the reality of her situation. Now, what is the reality of your situation right now? I know it's hard. To, I know it's hard to think. I know it's hard to admit, but you, 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 you cannot, you cannot move on from it until I cannot give you directions to arrive at a certain uh, preferred destination until I can locate where you presently are. If you say to me, uh, "How do I get to uh, where you are, Bishop Blake's?" You know, in present in Jackson, Mississippi. How can I, how can I, how can I get to, to the hotel where you're at? Well, I can give you my address, but I can't really give you directions until you can tell me exactly where you are. And it's when we can locate where you are that we can chart a path to where you want to go. So you have to come to terms with the reality of your situation because that's called locating yourself. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 verses 3 and 4, For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, you keep fooling yourself, he deceiveth himself. You keep putting this lipstick on the pig. You keep using this mascara therapy. You want to put all the MAC makeup on and put all of the, the high heel, you know, uh, leopard skin Louboutins on and all of this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, behind all of that stuff that you're hiding behind, your life is a wreck. You're going to have to come to terms with the reality of your situation because if you don't, you're living a life where you're deceiving yourself. And verse 4 of Galatians 6 says, but let every man or woman prove his or her own work. And then shall she have rejoicing in herself alone and not in another. But you're going to have to come to terms with the reality of your situation. What's your reality? I, I see the stuff you posting all over social media. And I'll be honest with you. Y'all got to get a foundation under yourselves. As women, you got to get a foundation under yourself. It's, it's more than you just sitting on Instagram taking all of these pictures in, in all of these places with other people's cars and trying to paint this fabulous life that you're doing no work at all in your real life to produce for yourself. You, it's like you're satisfied with just an image of a lifestyle rather than coming to terms with your situation and doing the work to actually build a foundation to live the life you dream about. You can't level up until you come to terms with the reality of where you are. Number two, once you figure out where you are, the second thing you're going to have to do is um, find the right mentors once you once you locate yourself and you come to terms with the reality of where you are now it's going to become clear to you where you're deficient what you're lacking and now you're going to be able to figure out okay I need some help in this area 
I need some help in money. I need some help in my health area. I need some help with my relationships. I need some help with my inner healing, my self-esteem. You're going to be able to figure all of these things out. And then you're going to have to understand that, watch this, if, if you always had the ability to uh, subsidize these areas by yourself, you would have done it. So now you're going to begin to tap into the reality that I'm going to need some mentors and teachers. What am I doing every time I come to you on this platform? Really, I'm mentoring you. I'm mentoring you like a father would mentor a daughter. Some of you are older than me. It doesn't matter. I'm mentoring you like a father would mentor a daughter. You're going to have to find the right mentors. See, mentors are people who are akin to your destiny. They are related to your destiny. They relate to your future in certain areas. Mentors are people who are living, who are presently living in your future. And what you do is you employ them to pour their knowledge, their wisdom, their understanding of the process into you so that you can begin to heal and um, you can begin to transcend, you know, the brokenness, the trauma, the mistakes. It takes mentors. You see, once you know who you are, you, you now know who you need. Once you know where you are, once you locate yourself and you say, okay, this is where I'm at, this is my reality, but this is, who, this is where I'm going. Now you know not only where you are, who you are, but now you, know where, now you know what you need or who you need. The Bible says in Proverbs 27 and 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. <laughs> See, iron what sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. One woman sharpens another. Um, if you look in Proverbs 9 and 9 and the Amplified, it reads like this. Give instruction to a wise man and he will become even wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase his learning. But you see, when you know who you are and you know where you're going, you know what you desire, iron sharpens iron. You know who belongs in your life. You know who relates to you. You, you can't use wood to sharpen iron. You can't use plastic to sharpen iron. It's not until you have begin to get a revelation of locating yourself where you are, knowing where you plan on going, what your hopes and dreams are, that you actually know who belongs in your life and who has the capacity to sharpen you that you might what level up give instruction to a wise man and he will become even wiser you know not only do you know who your mentors are who belongs in your life you also know who's a waste of your time and you begin to you begin to make space in your life by getting rid of people who are not adding to you, who may be nice people, but they're not helping you to level up. They're not pouring into you next level data. I like what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 
11 and 1, he says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. You see, once you, once you locate yourself and you say, okay, this is where I'm at, but this, ain't, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is where I want to go. Now you know who belongs in your life. So you find mentors and teachers who are presently living in your future. And as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. These are people that you don't, you don't uh, become a clone of them, but you imitate their principles. You see, I tell the story all the time of how, you know, when I'm in places where there's a shoeshine man, um, I, I, for years, for decades even, I've sat on shoeshine stands and, you know, it's like I don't know what happens. It's like I zone out. I love the shine. When they're done, I love the shine. But the interesting thing, I guess it's human nature. I love the outcome, but I never pay attention to the process. So I sit there, I pay for it, but I never watch and say, well, let me see exactly what he's doing so I can imitate it and duplicate the process and create the same outcomes on my own. So as a consequence, I always have to pay for it. But when you have mentors, mentors save you steps. Mentors are like time machines. They save you time. In fact, about it, you may have wasted a whole decade of your life. When you get the right mentors in your life, the mentors will make up the time that you've lost. Because once you locate yourself and you, have, you, you come to terms with your present reality and then you locate the mentors that, you know, belong in your life and, 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 and people that are already living in your future. They make up time for you. And you begin to learn the things. You begin to learn the language. You begin to learn the principles that you should have been learned. Now, number three. Number three. Do a revised appraisal of your value. You see, once your soul begins to heal from the trauma and, and the indoctrination and you elevate your perspective through your mentors as you're leveling up, you're going to have to simultaneously do a revised appraisal of yourself based on the creator's view. You see, because in most cases, your present appraisal is bogus. It's like, it's like you're selling a piece of property and you get a, an appraiser that has issues with you for whatever reason and they devalue your property. And uh, what they send back to the bank does not coincide with uh, the loan amount that the person that's trying to buy the property uh, has willingly offered to pay. Well, you got a bogus appraisal. And see, for a lot of us, your self-appraisal presently is based on what, um, you know, dysfunctional, abusive relationships dictated, what society has dictated about you as a woman, Sometimes uh, your, your dysfunctional and toxic family 
has uh, served to devalue you in your own eyes. And so now as you're, as you're leveling up, you're going to have to re do a revised appraisal of your own value. This is a part of the process of pulling away from trying to entertain all of these relationships and doing your personal work before you re-enter. You need to re-enter with an updated proper appraisal of yourself based on the Creator's perspective concerning you. Because right now you are miserably, um, <laughs> you are miserably devalued based on, you know, a few factors. And so as, as, you, as you face your reality and as you bring mentors into your life to help you to shift your mindset, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, thirdly, you're going to have to revise your self-appraisal. And see, you, you kind of know, you, kind, you can kind of locate your present appraisal based on your self-talk. You know, see, like if you're constantly saying to yourself, I can't do it, I don't measure up, I don't fit in, I'm not qualified, you automatically know that you have what? You have devalued yourself, and now there has to be some work done within you to revise the appraisal of your own value. Because if you devalue yourself, how much more is the world going to mark you down? If you're entering into this world and you don't know your value, you have to already understand that the world is automatically uh, established to talk you down off of your true worth. I remember we were, Lisa and I were selling, um, selling a property, you know, and for me, I just want to get it over. That's my personality, you know. I just, let's just get it done. Let's just get it done. And so we were, with our real estate person, we were talking about, well, what should we, what should we ask for? And the real estate person said, well, based on the market, you, you should probably ask for this. And, and based on comps, you should probably ask for this. And it was, a, it was a lesser amount than Lisa was satisfied with. But I was like, okay, well, we're going to make money on that. So, you know, let's just go for it. Lisa was like, no, no, no. Uh-uh. I want to ask for this. And so me and the real estate person were here. Lisa was here. And lo and behold, show sure enough, I think a week. I don't even think it was a week. Some days later, offer came in. The people accepted the offer that Lisa just insisted we should ask for. You see, if you don't know your value, if you're not certain about your value, the world will always devalue you. So you're going to have to do a revised appraisal of your value. Just stop for a minute and think about all that's great about you. Think about what you actually bring to the table. Stop factoring in the mistakes you've made. Stop factoring in your past. See, too many of you ladies, you, you know, you, you, you've let the world indoctrinate you because you had children, because you have multiple fathers by your children. You're automatically disqualified. That is a lie. That's a complete, total, and utter lie.
you have to you have to stop and you have to unlearn you have to you have to you know um, get all of this stuff detox your soul from all of these lies the world has poured into you relative to why you're not worthy and you have to do a new appraisal of yourself because while you're trying to settle for this like me and the, the real estate person were doing you need to have a mindset like Lisa's that says no this is my value this is my worth and make the world come up to meet you at the standard of your own appraisal watch this not a baseless appraisal but based on the creator's perspective of you come on now and then you see watch this when Lisa said this is where we're going this is this is what we're going to ask for and the people accept it now we still have to wait for the appraiser to come to say okay the property is worth this much can I tell you the appraiser came back and appraised the property and this was not like a you know, back room deal I didn't know this person we didn't know this person they appraised the property for exactly what Lisa said it was worth the world will always value you based on your own estimation so as you level up you must do a revised appraisal of your own value listen to what the Bible says in Matthew Matthew 10 29 through 31 listen to what it says listen to what it says if I can get there Matthew 10 29 through 31 he says are not two little sparrows sold for a copper coin and yet not one of them falls to the ground apart from the Father's will or the Creator's will. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. For the Father is sovereign and has complete knowledge. So do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. You have to do a revised appraisal of your value based on what the Creator says about you. So many of you need to do that because you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in yourself. And you've, you've, allowed, you've allowed the world to back you into the corner because, you know, it's just, it's just mistakes. You make mistakes. But it's, it's something different about women making mistakes, you know, like then, then we as men making mistakes it's like we make mistakes and it's like we have a right to be human and to make you know to make mistakes and to have errors in our lives whereas it's like you all don't believe you're supposed to have any flaws or mistakes and just because I make a mistake it does not it does not devalue me so you're going to have to stop and do the work to revise, to do a revised appraisal of your value. You're going to have to know your value for yourself. Like the writer says, um, you know, that uh, his soul knoweth right well what the Lord has. In other words, he was saying in his own mind, he knew exactly who he was in God. Come on now. Glory to God. In his, in his own soul, he didn't need anybody from the outside to convince him of his value.
Because in his own soul, he knew his worth in God. You're going to have to, if you're going to level up, see, you can't level up. You're trying to level up with your money, your cars, and your houses, but you got to level up from the inside out because what's happening on the inside of you is the foundation. Come on now. Come into terms with your reality. Finding the right mentors, doing a revised appraisal of your own value is doing what? Building your foundation. And then watch this. Once you've done, once you've done a revised or a revision of your value, now you must begin to establish a vision. See, you were stuck on the bottom. You were stuck on struggle. You, you were hanging out, you know, below average because you never had a vision. Nobody ever told you that you really needed a vision. So now that you are conscious, you're finally woke. Now you're going to begin to do what? Establish a vision. You're going to stop obsessing over, you know, a man, a relationship, and all of this other stuff. The world says that you got to have to be a woman of value. And you're going to begin to establish a vision for your life. Glory to God. You see, at this point, it's about taking ownership of your future. Because women that level up take ownership of their own future. You can't change the past, but you must absolutely take responsibility for your future. You can't change what happened, but you must absolutely take control of what is coming down the line. You must establish a vision for your life. What is your preferred future? What does your future look like as an individual? I, I don't hear that about, well, I want a husband and I want a picket fence and all that. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. But as an individual, who are you? What are you here for? What are you going to accomplish? See, you need, you need to really, to qualify for the kind of man most of you desire, you need to have a personal vision and you need to be in pursuit of it. And some of it needs to be manifesting to even uh, have a life that calls for that kind of man. So... You're going to have to establish your vision. If you're going to level up, nobody levels up without a vision. And the Bible says in Psalms 37 and 23, the steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. The steps of. And he delights in his way and blesses his path. So God ordains your success. But you must strategize it. You must make the move. What is the purpose of a vision? The purpose of a vision, it's like a map. It's a map that says, okay, here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. Here's the vision. Step by step by step by step. Rebekah says, write the vision, make it plain upon tables, plural, that he may run that readeth it. Because the vision is going to come in multiple steps and phases. Short-term, mid-term, long-term goals. But your steps, the steps of a good man, are directed or ordered by the Lord. And God will establish, God will delight in his way and bless his path. But you got to have a what? Vision. You can't just sit around 
hoping and wishing as a woman. I hope and I wish, and all you hoping and wishing for is a man to show up. I get it. You need a man. You're a woman. You want a man. That's natural. That's that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. But there's some things you must do. There's some things that are in your control. Self-actualization is your responsibility. It's in your control. In fact, about it, your self-actualizing is becoming the woman that uh, is the kind of woman that the man you're looking for is looking for. The reason you usually, many women can't seem to attract the kind of man they're looking for is because they've not become the kind of woman that the man they're looking for is searching for. Everybody talks about Ruth and Boaz, but uh, what attracted Boaz to Ruth really was that Ruth was on her grind. She was in pursuit. She was trying to get it. God ordains your success, but you must strategize it. And that's what vision is. It is the strategizing, I was trying to make a fancy word up there, y'all forgive me. It is the strategizing of your process to destiny. Deuteronomy 11, 23 and 24 says, Then will the Lord drive out all these nations from before you. And ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place, here it is, Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. From the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the, the river Euphrates, even unto the uttermost sea shall your coast be. But watch this. God says, I've ordained it, but you're going to have to walk it out wherever your feet tread. How do you know where to walk? Your vision. If you don't walk it out, it doesn't matter that God ordained it. You will never obtain it. And then watch this. Number five. How does a woman level up? Create your vision. And then watch this. Number five. Isolate and work your plan. I can tell you now, you're not leveling up if you're out at a bar, a lounge, or a club three and four nights a week. You ain't leveling up at all. You're just hanging out with your girlfriends. You ain't leveling up. You're not leveled up because you got, um, you know, a Dior jumpsuit. You're not, you're not leveled up because you're walking around with a, with a Gucci uh, bag. You're not leveled up, my dear, because you drive in a Jag or Benz or Beamer or whatever you want. That ain't, that ain't leveling up. There's a whole lot of broke folk walking around with all that stuff. If you're going to level up, you're going to have to isolate and work your plan. In other words, you're going to have to have fewer nights out and more nights in. You're going to have to take the time. Most valuable thing you possess right now is your time. You're going to have to invest your time back into yourself, perfecting and developing you that you might see because you are your product to the world. You have to be able to present the best product to the world. So it means that you're going to have to pull away from the crowd and isolate and then work your plan. Take that vision that you have and begin to figure that thing out. Work your plan step by step by step. And the Bible says in Proverbs 31, 31, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. 
Let her own works praise her in the gates. She's not out here on the scene making a whole lot of noise, but she's isolated. She's behind the scene. She got, she's put her head down and she's doing her work. And what's, what's, what's happening is the fruit of her life is speaking for her. She's not out here flossing and flaunting and trying to show off, but the fruit of her life is speaking on her behalf. How do you level up? Number six, watch the creator partner with you. See, once you do all of these things, you, once you do your due diligence as a woman, you know, you, you, you just do your inner work, you begin to do your outer work, your private work, and you really put your head down and you, you, you go to grinding, then God steps in and he partners with you. There are many folk that are praying for miracles that will never get them. Because there's, there's, there's a saying, there's an old saying, God helps those who help themselves. There's a certain part of your life that God has assigned to your hand for you to do. And when you do your part, that's the natural part. Then God will step in and do his part. That's the super part. When you put your part with God's part, you have the supernatural now your life takes on a whole different dimension. It's like everything, everything that you put your hands to begins to prosper. You're talking about leveling up. Your money shifts. Your relationships go to a brand new level. Everything shifts because now you, you, you're, in a, you're in a place where the creator partners with you. It's the place of favor and grace. And in Psalms 1, 2, and 3, it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually meditates day and night, and he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and in whatever and in whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. This is when you get to a point in your life where everything pops off. Your business, you know, everything concerning you. Your money begins to multiply. Spiritually, you're on another level. Relationally, you're on another level. It's because you've taken your life seriously. And you've done your work. From healing to preparation to self-development to self-discovery. All of these things. And in whatever you put your hand to, it prospers. And then number seven, and I'm done. Number seven, and I'm done. Organize your financial life. Now, when you look back over these things, you can see this lady in all of this. You know, the lady that we started off with, the little lady whose husband died, she came to terms uh, with the reality of her situation. She immediately went and found the prophet. Number two, she found the right mentor for her situation to, to get out of it. Number three, is do a revised appraisal of your value. The first thing the prophet told the lady was, asked her rather, what do you have in the house? She said, I just have a little pot of oil. So she had to go back. He advised her to go and borrow vessels and, and, and reappraise what, what she already had because what you have is the key to what you need. Then he said, 
you know, gather a bunch of uh, vessels and not just a few. What was that indicative of? Number four, establishing a vision. She, she, she saw a preferred future and he said, begin to pour out brings us to number, uh, well, number five, actually, it says isolate and work your plan. He says, you and your boys, lock the door, isolate yourselves and work the plan that I give you. And then as they work the plan, number six, they watched the creator partner with them. They, they started pour, pouring that oil. She started pouring that oil and the oil just kept pouring until all of the other vessels were full because the creator got involved with the process. Number seven, she goes back to the prophet after all of the vessels are full and she says, I got all of this all. What to do? He says, sell it. He says, sell it. Pay off your debt and you and your sons live of the rest, which speaks of number seven. Organize your financial life. Leveling up as a woman requires that you organize your financial life. Put your financial life in order. Don't be a woman out here looking like a million that's not worth a dime. Organize your financial life. I'd rather you look like a dime and be worth a million than for you to look like a million and be worth a dime. Because if you look like a dime but you're worth a million, we can always change your look. But if you're looking like a million and you're not worth a dime, we can't do nothing about your financial reality. Organize your financial life as a woman. Stop taking your money lightly. You're not leveling up if you're not concerned about your money, dear. I'm sorry, you're not. You're not. You're not leveling up. You're leveling down. Proverbs 21 and 20 says, There is precious treasure and oil in the house of the wise who prepare for the future, but a short-sighted and foolish man swallows it up and will waste it. Proverbs 6, 6 through 9 says, Go to the ant, O lazy one, observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief, overseer, or ruler, she prepares her food in the summer. And brings in her provisions of food for the winter in the harvest. How long will ye lie down, O lazy one? When will ye arise from your sleep and learn self-discipline? You're not leveling up if you're not organizing your money. <sighs> I hope you got something out of that. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to speak into the lives of every woman that's under the sound of my voice and even the men that are hearing me. And now God, my prayer is that you will supernaturally cause these principles to plant in their hearts. Those dear God that were triggered by some of the things that I've spoken, God give them the assurance of your presence that all is well, all is well. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Now listen, uh, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you took the time to be with me today. Now I want to say this to you. Don't forget to go by my website, sign up for my mailing list. Lisa and I are always so excited when you join our mailing list, you know, because whenever we want to communicate with you, we have the capacity to be able to communicate with you. You, you officially become a part of our community when you connect with us by way of our uh, email group. So join that email group. Now also, 
I think this is leading up to uh, Black Friday and all of that, and the team has created these specials that will run. Uh, it, it'll, I'm a, it'll be on the screen for you to see, but these specials that will run through, you know, the Black Friday time for you to pick up on uh, a bundle of all of my online programs. I think special on books just follow the information that's on the screen and uh, take advantage of that because I think it's going to only last for a few days but we want you to be able to tap into all of the resources that we have here at RC Blake's Ministries and uh, what a great value this is going to be now I want to thank God for all of you that have sown into uh, me and Lisa's lives and into our ministry we thank God for you those of you that need counseling, there's a link for BetterHelp Counseling. You can hit that link in the description and it'll, it will afford you 10% off of the cost of counseling uh, with BetterHelp. And if you use that code, uh, they, that will of course afford you the 10% off and they in turn for the referral will pour back into our R.C. Blake's ministries. Now we love you with all of our hearts. We thank God for you. We want you to have a very, very, very happy Thanksgiving uh, 2021. We, we love you. We thank God for you. You are part of our family. You're on top and you're going higher. And as I always say to you, uh, we'll see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.